29 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And there we go, Kevin. All right, I'm Kevin, and uh, well, I am an alcoholic. Um, one of the most fundamental things I have learned is to pass on our message to other alcoholics. That means I must think more about others than myself. The most important thing is to practice these principles in all my affairs. In my opinion, that is what Alcoholics Anonymous is all about. I never forgot a passage I first read in the copy of the big book that Bobby sent me. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely to what you find and join us. It is very simple, though not always easy, but it can be done. I know the Fellowship of AA doesn't offer any guarantees, but I also know that in the future, I do not have to drink. I want to keep this life of peace, serenity, and tranquility that I have found. Today I have, today I have found again the home I left and the woman I married when she was still young. We have two more children. They think their dad is an important man. I have all these wonderful things, people who mean more to me than anything in the world. I shall keep all that, and I want, and I won't have to drink. If I remember one simple thing, to keep my hands in the hands of God. He's back. Thank you. You're welcome. Kevin. Thank you. Paul, hopefully there's something in there you can uh, find a topic out of. Thank you. All right. Well, Paul Alcoholic, hey, thanks Paul. everybody for uh, being here. I sort of lost some of that at the end, but... Um, Again, I'm not a believer that we can set out on a course to lose interest in self because that would be interest in self. So I find how I view everything else is based on how I view the exact nature of the wrong. And I believe we're occupied by a foreign pathogen or you want to call it a mental parasitic, par, parasitical movement. I believe if you don't see that, you're going to be looking from it. And then when you look from the problem about the solution, it's going to severely limit the effects of the solution. That's all I'm really concerned about. The idea of losing interest is an effect of following the steps and, and living this way of life. You will lose interest. It won't be a volitional thing. You won't set out on a course to do that. You will observe that you've lost interest in yourself or in self and gained interest in others. Yeah, that's my experience. My experience is my logic, I think A goes to B, but AA has a different way. When I came in, people would, you know, you'd be talking to someone about your situations. You don't have a place to stay, this and that. 
that and that, you need to get a job, and they would say, go to a meeting. That made no sense to me. I thought they weren't even taking in my real concerns into consideration, because they weren't. The solution, it has nothing to do with the problem. Yeah? And I hope that the solution will have nothing to do with the problem when you look at the act of being identified as the problem. See that the solution, which is what we are, has nothing to do with the problem, which is what we're not. If we keep identifying with what we're not, we're going to live as what we're not. We're going to be used for transportation. And then you'll see quit playing God as an order or a command and which you can't fulfill because that which is playing God is going to say it's the one who heard quit playing God and it's going to go out to try to quit playing God and that's playing God. You can't get out of self as self. You have to see you're not self. Yeah, that's it. Self can't get out of self. I don't know if you believe that or not, but I do. You know, and it's part of our community and I think it's one of the most profound statements because if you hear it in a certain way, it can save you a lot of time and trouble. You can learn from others who have tried to get out of self, and they, they, they sent back a message, self can't get out of self. So let's try to, you know, take this wisdom from people that came before us to recognize, if I can't get out of it, what am I to do? Maybe realize you're not in it. I don't know. That's how I see it works. So... Uh, and this was a story, and then he talks about the benefits of, you know, being close to his family. All these things come, but there wasn't a, he did the program, and then these results came. He didn't try to probably get closer to his family. He did the program, and then, then there was a closeness to the family occurred. So, or actually, you let the program do you. So that's the, I have a certain idea of it, or a flavor, uh, that carries through my, the sobriety, you know. I just see that I, I did what I was suggested to do. The right habits were formed. I took the principle, hey, yeah, practice these principles in all your affairs. And I learned in the beginning I couldn't do that, so I had to limit my affairs. I had to stay out of certain situations that would jackpot me, yeah. And all this just came about following the basic guidelines that we are directed to follow through AA and doing the steps. And then realizing the steps were doing me, and then realizing that <laughs> when I looked at my role in thing, I saw something else's role in things, and it had a huge role in things, yeah? And <laughs> I noticed that I was claiming the shame and the guilt based on that other actions, yeah? Like I was taking on the shame and the guilt for the gorilla's behavior <laughs> because I was identified as the gorilla. I mean, I can't see it any other way. So, yeah. Uh, there's beautiful, there are so many beautiful shares about the steps and the effects and something. I'm just interested in presenting a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong, because I don't think it's readily available in our community. 
And I feel like, uh, I think if you had the right, if the diagnosis was clear at the beginning, everything else would, uh, you would see clearly everything else. I just, I, I truly believe something has taken us over without us knowing it. And every time it demonstrates it's taking us over, we call it me. I, I feel there's an act of being identified as what we're not, as the, as the root problem. And then everything else comes from there. And if you don't have... I just, I don't feel how... If, you know, I go... Let's say I have an ointment, I have a rash, and I keep putting, I believe it's psoriasis. I just believe that. I buy a lot of psoriasis ointment, and the rash continues to grow. Now I'm stubborn thinking, I'll just put more psoriasis ointment on it. I know it's going to fucking work. And then I'm just lathered up with ointment, and I have a lot of money invested in it, but I have no relief. Now what happens is, hey, I'm going to try another ointment. And that ointment took the rash away. I read the ointment tin and it says, this is for uh, eczema. Now I know I had eczema. This is the point. We're sharing a diagnosis of the root of the problem. Yeah. See if that diagnosis authenticates itself by the feeling that you were possessed when you were under the influence. That something seemed to be driving you that you are occupied and you did shit that you would never have thought to do under its control. If that's the case, that verifies the diagnosis. Yeah, you were, you were in the act of being identified as the problem, and the problem was using you to fulfill its agenda and to manifest to us, and its manifestations defeated us. But we keep calling us that. We keep calling us self. So... Um, I'm just going to stick to it, yeah? <laughs> just going to keep offering it, offering it, offering it. And uh, find out for yourself. If it fits, wear it. If it doesn't, you know, go to other shoe stores. But I had, I didn't get a diagnosis when I came in. I got a diagnosis I had alcoholism and that its activities you could see it by its activities was excessive self-centeredness and self-seeking and frightened and that and that. But how, what was allowing all that to happen? Yeah. What? What would allow something that's very hostile to find a home in this host? I don't understand. Yeah. You, if I had a big freaking bug land on my arm, I'd knock it off. If it did it 75 times, I'd knock it off. I wouldn't sit and think about it. I would knock it off. What, ha what happened where we've been taken over by something which is quite hostile in the experience of that takeover, and yet we can't get free from the fucking thing? Yeah? All we can do is try to socialize it, try to fucking apply effect, you know, things on it to keep it at bay. And the best we can do is a day at a time. I mean, this foreign thing has to have an incredible strategy to keep us convinced that we're it. I mean, seriously. And I truly believe it's talking to us as us.
It is. Because I wouldn't listen to anyone as much as I listen to me. I wouldn't. No one does. Yeah? You could have a great spiritual master and they could appear and they could tell you, son, you need not to do anything. It's all free. Just chill out. And after that apparition disappeared, you'd probably be meditating in a half hour because you're listening to that God. Yeah? So, yes. That's all I want to go to. I want to go to that point where what is allowing us to be defeated by self's manifestations? Even though when we've recognized the manifestations, why do we keep stubbornly calling them ours? Yeah. That's, so Because I'll tell you, I don't want to be a master of doing inventories on resentments. That's going to continue if I keep calling them mine. I want to be free from resentment, yeah? And for me to be free from resentment, I have to be free from what's manifesting resentment. I do. I'm not going to, if I'm not free of that which manifests itself through me as resentment, I'm not going to be free from resentment. I'm not. And that's what I want. Yeah. I want to be free. I want to outgrow fear. How am I going to outgrow fear as a product of that same Petri dish? Yeah? How? How is the producer of mental anxiety going to outgrow producing mental anxiety? It's not. Yeah? And you can talk to people blue in the face and say, you've got to lose interest in yourself. How are you going to do that if all you have is interest in yourself? Yeah? Tell me. I'm going to try to lose interest in myself. Isn't it really interest in yourself? I don't see how you get out of it. I see that something changes us in this program, and then we express the freedom, and we can call it like, I lost interest in self and gained interest in others. That wasn't something I set out to do. That's something I, I observed by doing the steps. Yeah? So... We're, we're the effect of the program. We're not causing the program. Yeah? I'm not setting out on a course of being totally selfless. They, say, they speak about that on page 63 or something. The person driven by self may look virtuous and kind. It's the same fucking self-will, though. Yeah? I think everything pivots at the point of diagnosis. I do. If the diagnosis is incorrect, it's going to show that incorrectness as you keep going. It is. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much, Paul. That was great. Okay, we have a, we have a question straight away from uh, Vic. Vic, would you like to ask a question today? I'll ask on mute. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Hey, Paul, Vic, alcoholic. Um, awesome talk today. Um, so I actually just got finished reading with a sponsee and uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing that I, that I have uh, kind of had this experience with like hearing what you share. Cause it's just so helpful working with them. And um, she's like 17 years old and uh, she, she went to, to, to pick up yesterday and I was able to explain to her how it kind of talks about on like page 37, right. That we have this, 
curious mental phenomenon that runs parallel to our sound reasoning um, and kind of explaining this duality of our mind um, and how, you know, she's like, well, I had that like, um, you know, she's like, well, I had that like argument of the yes, no, yes, no. Um, and I said, who are you responding to? Like, like you, like you're the one sitting there saying like, no, I'm not gonna do this. I said, what were you saying yes to? Um, as far as like her starting to see that there's a separate thing that she's communicating with really, or that she's fighting against. Um, and yeah. you know, that one area of the book has always stood out to me um, when I hear people say like, oh, I have a disease that's in the parking lot doing pushups. And I'm like, mm, no, like it tells me it's running right there parallel to my best reasoning. Um, yeah what is your experience with that or how would you speak to that um as this progresses like as recovery progresses do you feel like this is something that still runs parallel um because i can see it blatantly when i'm in active alcoholism um but i can also still well, you see don't see it blatantly when you're in hindsight i can see it is what oh, i say in hindsight looking back i can see that that duality there um, yeah. Now I have some awareness around it, but how would you speak to that concept in, in, in recovery? Uh, yes. All right. So let's say there's two, two GPSs available. Yeah. And based on which, which one has the highest volume is the one that's usually listened to. Yeah. So you have the one wise and reasonable playing. And at the same time, there's the other insane one playing. And most of us tend to listen to the insane one because it keeps harping on the fact that it's us, really. Yeah? And so we're believing when the other voice talks, it's God, but when that one talks, it's us. <laughs> this is the dilemma, because I don't care what you say. In a pinch, you're going to listen to us, not God. <laughs> <laughs> you are that's just the way it goes because that thing is playing god so it's sort of like in in native american indian they say you have two wolves inside the one that's going to get stronger is the one you feed how do you feed something interest and attention yes so if there's an interest and attention in that craziness running parallel parallel for the to the intuitive thought and whatever, yeah, then basically the volume is going to be raised on that, you know, that station and the volume is going to be down on the other one, yeah? So you're going to be listening to K-Paul and uh, buying K-Paul's products and K-Paul's view, yeah? And what happens? How can you lose interest in that as that? You can't. Yeah. So if you're in the act of being identified, you're identified with that insane yapping. You think it's you talking to you. Yeah. That's why I feel it's very important. One of the first real, uh, real like stabilized relief was when I started seeing a lot of the thoughts in that that stream as alcoholic thoughts, yeah, because I realized I heard other people share the same thoughts and the same feelings. So I saw, wait a minute, how can these be mine if everyone has them? And that gave a lot of interest and attention, went over to the other silent, yes, 
direction, so to speak. Yeah? And then you judge the tree by its fruits. And hopefully you still have the ability to respond to something that works and to let go of something that doesn't work. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah? So you get into the habit of listening to that which doesn't have to constantly say shit. Yeah. So that's how I see it. The thought system is infected with alcoholism. The narration is infected with alcoholism. It's constantly presenting false evidence with the hopes that it can convince you that it's real. Yeah? Because false evidence can only appear real to us. Yeah? We're the, we're the final factor. So this head is constantly playing to an audience. It wants the audience to get engaged with its narrative. When you do, and you become a character of the story, yes, and you've lost that sense of neutrality of being in the audience, you're usually fucked. So that's why they talk about in the effects of the program when you get to page 84, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. Basically, right there, in from the audience, you can see the evidence as false. Once you get up on the stage, you're acting as if the false evidence is real, yes? We are the audience that the parasite's playing to. It's trying to convince us, really, to accept fuck it. And then it will suggest a lot of things when it brings us to fuck it. And if you do it like the young gal, she now drank again. Now the genie's out of the bottle. Then you got to go through the process. All right, get the genie in the bottle. Go to a meeting. On and on and on and on. Yes? That's what happens. You have to see something as foreign because if its influence on you is that it's you then you've got to take away that influence you have to see it as foreign when you see it as foreign you're less apt to listen to it you are i don't care if it's true or not it works you have to see this disease as foreign to you yeah if not you'll be in the act of being identified as this disease and then you're going to be defeated by its manifestations in your life. That's what's going to happen. Yeah? So what AA does, it changes the station for us. Yeah? You can't change the station. That would be the old station. The program changes us. So now we can listen to another station other than the one we've been addicted to, yes? And hopefully, as we do, and the results start to be observed, you're now on, perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self, yeah? And how do you trust something infinite? By not trusting finite self. <laughs> That's how it goes, yeah? You can't trust something infinite as finite self that would trust that would be trust in finite self you trust something infinite by losing trust in finite self 
Yeah. If this wasn't, if this wasn't, mm, if this was our life, we would have only done three steps. Mm. We would have turned our will and lives over to care of a higher power and we'd be off and running. Done deal. But obviously we're occupied by something that's not willing to turn its, this life and will over to this higher power. It's not. So we have to do the working steps to sort of weaken its influence. So then that decision we made on the third step gets some life and some blood in it, yeah, by doing the working steps. Why is that? Because there's something vying for the title of being me, yeah, yeah. And I'm occupied that which is, it's not even vying, it's one. I'm occupied by, if you want to call it alcoholism, I actually believe it's obsession with self underneath it, but let's say alcoholism, you're occupied by that. And by the time you get to the third step, the only thing you can do is make a decision for it to be different. You can't initiate it. You can't make it happen because you're occupied by it. You don't know what you are or what you're not really. So we do the steps to get certain things cleared out. And one of the, one of the ways I love to look at the first step is, hey, we're going to look at self's manifestations or how it defeated us. We're going to pick the common ones, which are resentments, fear, and harming other people in the pursuit of what we want. So what? So that we can see that what has defeated us isn't us. Yes, please. What's the point of it? What's the point of doing an inventory, you know, on self's manifestations than to leave that inventory and keep calling self's manifestations yours? You missed the whole point of the inventory, in my view. Yeah, you missed the whole thing. Now you know that you're fucked, but you're still going to be fucked. So the third step, I made a decision. The fourth step, I lean towards that statement that gives me the theme of the inventory. Being convinced because I am, that self is what has defeated us, I am, we are now going to look at its common manifestation, self. To this day, I still see a difference between self and us. I don't think they're talking about the same thing. I believe they're talking about self, and basically it's not us. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm being defeated by something I'm not, yeah? How does that defeat continue? There must be some kind of thing going on that allows it to keep doing what it's doing. And the only way it came clear to me was there must be, I must be identified as it. I ha <laughs> or why would I live based on its views? Yeah? Why would I live and react to life based on its agenda? Why? And then why does my life look just like every other alcoholic life or addict life? Because we've been taken over by the same thing. That's foreign to all of us. That's foreign to all of us. Yeah? How can I recognize another addict because I've been dominated by the same fucking tyranny? Yeah?
I'm not recognizing the us. I'm recognizing the self in them. I am, because I've been defeated by the same fucking thing. Yeah? How does it continue to do it? How does a parasite still t live on every one of our breaths? How is it? How does it have a hospitable uh, harbor? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, I think it's the act of being identified as self. Yeah. So all right, thanks, honey. Yeah. Jeez. All right, thank you very much. Um, our next participant today is Helen. Helen, would you like to ask a question? Ask to unmute. Helen. Hello, Helen, addict. Um, my question's about the, um, the, not the itinerary, what's the word, the fourth step. I have great resistance doing it. And it really surprised and quite shocked me that over the years I've done so much navel gazing. This should come as so easy. And there's huge resistance. And I just can't even put pen to paper. And I'm not sure quite what, what's going on with this. Is that quite common? Yes, is that it, Hel Helen? It is really, yeah. You have a large resistance to doing the, f the inventory, yes? Yes. All right, so this is my little, my little hypothesis. I believe this foreign pathogen, let's just give it the name self, yeah? Yes, does not want you to look at your role in things because you'll see its role in things. <laughs> Yeah. So it's very, very, if it can dodge the inventory process, which it's pretty good at, it will. Yeah. Because if you look at your role in things, instead of looking at life at, as, at their role in things, when you look at your role in things, you're going to see its role in things. Yeah. You are. You're going to recognize it. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. So of course, that's why there's a lot of resistance because as you just said, it's pretty fucking easy. I mean, you do, you got a four, you get a Joe and Charlie cheats sheet, four columns. If you can do one, one name over through and get to the fourth column, you can do 800 of them. You've got the formula. Why is there so much resistance? I don't think it's your resistance. I think it's the disease's resistance to the cure. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, I'm believing it's talking to you as you, telling you not to fucking do the inventory. That's my. That's how I see it. That's quite incredible. Well, if you see it as something other than you, it usually will give you, a, the willingness will be unleashed and you'll freaking do the fourth step. <laughs> and then you'll start learning about what's actually happening. And you'll see your role in things, and you'll see its role in things. And your role in thing is usually being used for transportation, basically. <laughs> the driver needs a car. You're the car. 
<laughs> and then self parks you somewhere and then abandons you and you get arrested and get and you get you get accused for everything that self-motivated us to do it just abandons you you're t we're talking about abandoning self to god well uh, self abandons you all the time it abandons it abandons you at the courtroom in the jail cell on the hospital bed <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take the consequences of its behavior. You do. <laughs> it doesn't go to jail for 40 years. You do. <laughs> yeah. So I hope it helps, Helen. Just go, just start writing today. Just start with like, uh, I resent Zoom because it doesn't work well or something. Yeah, just get it on. Start writing and more sh more will be revealed. It's not about writing. It's about start writing. <laughs> Just start and then see where it takes you. It is. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Our next question comes from Nikki. Nikki, you have a question for Paul today. You're awesome. <laughs> um, First of all, will you be my sponsor, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do it. You need someone that you can see live, and a, a female. I'm, I'm joking. It was a joke. I know. I, I, know. I have a, a Paula you can call. No, no, it's okay. I have a sponsor. Oh, that was a joke. <laughs> I just like to recovery. We're not a right? We're not a glam lot. Um, no, I think it's really, really important. Females for females. I am not going to do my sex and harms inventory with a male. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I tried it once with a vicar in a rehab, and it wasn't so very well. <laughs> his eyebrows were raised, his eyes were rolling. It really wasn't very pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, um, I came into AA when I was 22, and I'm 50. And I just loved everything that you said. Can't turn into bloody word. Love it. I hope you just continue, and I'm sure you will keep continuing to do this. This is the first time I'm on Facebook. I saw this thing, and I thought, oh, I, I live so much in, I try my best. It lives so much in my heart rather than this. In England, we call it our noggin, our head. Um, I find the longest journey for me has been from my head to my heart. My head is fucking bonkers, and I love it. It didn't go to jail. It didn't do... It didn't live on the streets with me. It left me to suffer and then picked me up. And it's just been ruining mine and everybody's lives around me. So right now, 28 years ago, I came in. Four months sober. I could do the math. So I've let my mind... Like, what I'm getting right now is... When I did my step three this time with my sponsor, I, I, I didn't really get it. Hand my real and my life, okay, my thoughts and my actions. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. But... You know, in all the sobriety, the years and years that I had, and here I am after 10 years, a 10-year relapse, had all the yet, went to the streets, lost my job, car, blah, blah, all of it, went right down to the basement. And that's what I needed. I needed that. My ego, my head was just so loud. It just would not leave me alone. So I get that part. That's all smashed up. I feel in my heart it's completely battered. And I love Zoom because I don't think I'd be here. I, I certainly won't be, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. My question is this. Um, my sponsor right now, okay, I'm, I'm four months. The first three months I had a sponsor and she said, Nikki, 
reaches 164 pages. Done it before, so okay. Forget what you've done before. Just start. Humble yourself. Do it as though you're three months. Fuck what's happened because it was useless. The knowledge part might come in handy later, but you haven't done enough action. So I get that. And then the response I had for the first three months took me through step one to step eight in three months, and I didn't know my ass from my elbow. And luckily, I had the knowledge, not the action, but I had the knowledge. I could probably recite the freaking big book now. But, you know, um, it was too fast. And she was intolerant. She was impatient. And she wasn't available. When, and I'm, not, I'm not a little child. I'm 50 now. So, you know, it's fine. She has a life. And I, I, I did make sure this time. So I had so many sponsors. I actually interviewed my sponsor. I checked her a lot, like they said. You know, listen to her a lot. Make sure she's got a sponsor. How long is that, you know, like the whole nine yards. Because my life bloody depends on it. And my family's future as well. I've robbed enough of their peace of mind. So here's my last chance. So I said when I came in, I'm willing to eat a bucket of dog shit. I don't care. Just give me this chance. I'm, I'm willing to go to any length. Not many. Any. That was what I was doing. It was many lengths, not any. Someone died, boom, drink. Dog died, boom, drink. Right? So I'm a bit of a storyteller. I'm working on that. Um, I went through the big book way. And when I got to step eight, I just couldn't come up for air. I felt nothing after step three, which I had felt in the past. Um, I didn't feel I'd handed my will in my life. And it was like, okay, four, five, yes, okay, there's my defects, got it, right, oh, okay, people I've harmed, oh, they'll be injured, no, okay. And uh, it was just too fast. And then I had this little sort of God incident where I was praying, I was meditating, all, I could, all that could come up. Switch, make, keep it simple, switch your sponsor. If you have to go back to step one, go. You've spent 28 years messing about with this shit. You know, you're 50 now. So I got myself a new sponsor, and it's been fabulous. I'm on step three, and I completely agree with you. Like, it's not just alcoholism itself. It's just my head. It wants attention all the time. It wants to be right all the time. If things don't go Nikki's way, then you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. It's taken me 28 years of smashing about. Nikki, but... Nikki, excuse me, Nikki, bless you. Sorry, I really love what you're saying, but we, we've got other people waiting. So can you make, a, if you've got a question, the question is, this sponsor is taking me through the steps with the 12 by 12 and it doesn't feel right in my gut that I should be doing it the big book way. What do you think? Uh, well, you should, Thank the you. thing is, it's not so important to sponsor or the sponsee, it's sponsoring. So if you're not getting what you need and you feel like you want to go do it through the big book, then maybe she has a friend or someone else that would uh, do that. Yeah. Uh, but I would bring it up with her and see what she has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, in a way it's. I would do that, yeah, because I have my own uh, opinion about the 12 step and the big book. I like the big book because I believe it's a download, and then the 12 and 12 is uh, one member's uh, reflections on the steps, yeah. <laughs> but I think the 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 big book, I my preference being led through the steps or leading someone through the steps is the big book, yes. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
All right, wonderful. I hope that answers your question. Our next you, question we have from Yono from the UK. Would you like to ask a question today? Jono. Jono. Hello. Hey, Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Loud and clear. Yeah, hi, Paul. Um, yeah, when I went through me four and five, and I could see self as separate, and that, and that was massive for me. Um, and I went through the rest of my program, and you know what I mean. I thought, nice one. I'm, I'm awake, um, and I loved it. Uh, I was happy, and then I was coming on these on these Zoom meetings, and then we talked about the claiming, and I thought I had it, and then I see the claiming, and I was like, wow, um, I could have been stuck thinking I was truly free forever, basically, and, and then I then I actually see the claiming. So is there a, and I, want, I don't think I got that from the book. It was just coming on here is, or is that a part of the process of more will be revealed? Um, or did you see it like that? Did you see the self as separate, then the claiming as one, or did, was it a process for you? Or did you have to go down other avenues to see it like I have with the non-duality stuff and these meetings? Yes. Uh, well, that's a lot, but. <laughs> what happened uh, with me is uh, I saw the idea of self as foreign, yes, and then there was a lot of reverse engineering, so it became obvious how self was uh, assuming uh, my role, so to speak, yes? Yeah. I And I saw that there's living and then there's an interpretation of living. But I, what I really got was a feeling of what was first and what was second, which was there's living, that's what's happening, and then there's an interpretation of the living, yes? And I felt that listening to one's head, you're overly uh, engaged with the interpretation of living, yeah? So it just started to reinforce itself and then I saw uh, and then all these experiences like when I went to AA and I sat there for a few months and I first I mean I could really feel the sense of terminal uniqueness you know like almost like a thick shell like on M&M something yeah <laughs> and I started to listen to people share and it sure sounded like me what they were sharing about yeah so I had a distinct feeling that how could these thoughts be mine if everyone has them? So that also, so more and more, there was a space that was being entertained between me and the disease, yeah? A big space. And then I saw how that space was occupied uh, by the claiming and all this stuff to sort of like... Uh, have the space seemingly not be there and me being identified as self. Yeah. So I, I got it from a lot of sources, but they, it all came, the translation would always be done through the book of AA because I'm a, you know, I'm in the tribe of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. But the stuff when, it, when and how it seemed to get triggered uh, may have happened in AA or not. But it got 
it got translated through recovery. Yeah. And I, I, if you look at self has defeated you, if you keep, if you, if you keep going from there, it's going to lead to how, <laughs> yeah, how it does. Yeah, it yeah, is. Right. It's going to lead you back to, because, uh, the, the defeat of self wasn't in 1977. It's an, it's a possibility each moment. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 it's not like it was, it's like it's always going on. It's always offering the interpretation to override the living, yeah? And so you have to see that aspect of it because if you believe you've been relieved of the bondage of self and yet the selfing continues, you may be mistaken, yeah? Because the selfing is, is the activity of binding to self, yeah? It's hard to explain in a minute or two, but uh, yeah, it just started to happen with me and more got revealed. Once I got one little uh, clue, then other clues came through. And then it was obvious, uh, it, it, rang, it rang like a bell through years and years and years of reflection. Why did nothing ever work? Why could I not get out of self? I mean, I gave it a gargantuan effort with drug addiction. I mean, if you could have gotten out of self, I thought I would have, you know, I really would have. I was willing to die just to have that moment of being free from self. So the message I got about self explained all that because uh, <laughs> I can't get out of what I'm not in. I can't. And I can't get out of something as what I'm not. It's not going to work. So it's just been, it keeps revealing more and more. Every one of these talks, every one of these Zooms, it reveals more and more what I'm sharing and what I'm listening to other people share. Yeah. It, it actually galvanizes the, the solution for me because I can see it more and more and more uh, it's the act of being identified as self. Yeah. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Thanks. Yeah, so I don't really know how it happened. I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying its uh, effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, seems like a, it seems like a heroic odyssey just to be here. You, you know, when you're identified as self. I mean, people write books trying to convince that self how to get into the moment <laughs> because it truly believes it can be out of the moment. You bypass all that shit. I've never been out of any moment I've ever been in. It's just a fact. So I'm, I'm, that, that Homeric effort to get into the moment was totally, there's no efforting a thought. I just have a clear idea I can't be out of a moment. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. <laughs> and I'm surely not listening to the head to tell me if I'm getting closer to being in the moment or um, or or am I on the way out of the moment? <laughs> That's all mental traffic. You never go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. The spirit isn't uh, a location. <laughs> it's not a location. It's a fact.
you are you're always in everywhere in everywhere <laughs> there's no special somewhere yeah your head believes there is but it's not true yeah you would wow. see it so easily if you could see that that thing that's talking to is not you would ha would produce an ability to see false evidence like that you would recognize most of the shit it's presenting is false evidence constantly yeah but it's appearing to be real to this false evidence well when i'm identified as self i'm taking false evidence appearing to be real well therefore i'm open to take a lot more false evidence appearing to be real i mean clear this up and then you'll have the ability to discriminate false from true you will yeah get this clear and then a lot of shit will be clear yes that's why we harp on it this is the most important part of it where you're starting from yeah if that if the starting if the starting has been claimed and changed the whole game board will look different as you're moving over it always yeah you change this you change the game board you travel lighter through it yeah and it's not changing it. You are that which you are. You're just taking yourself to be something else. Yeah? And it's not even you taking yourself to be something else. The fucking head is taking you to be something else. The head isn't informing you from where you are. It's informing you from where you're not. Mm -hmm. It's informing you from the mental state. And you're not a mental state. Yeah? The program will diminish the mental state. It will diminish all the interest and attention going there. And then you will be, you'll be informed from the spirit. And it makes fucking sense because you are a spirit. Yes? Yeah, it's not so much the information. It's where the information is coming from and to what it's going to. Yeah? The information is coming from self to self. Yeah? But we're not of self. We're of spirit. If spirit informs you, it makes fucking clear sense. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Doesn't have like a massive debate over hours. It's just obvious. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice principle. Do unto others as you would have do unto you. That doesn't come from the mental fucking state. The mental state says, fuck everybody, get as much as you can. You know? Shit like that, yes or no? Hey, the spirit says, hey, you have it by giving it away. The mental state, appearing as a cocaine dealer, doesn't go that way. I'm not going to give away the fucking coke. I'm going to sell it. I'm never giving it away, but from the spirit, you have it by giving it away. What? Yeah. We're being informed by the mental and being presented as the mental. That's the bondage of self. We're not... Our radio isn't tuned into the spirit. It isn't. We're picking up fucking propaganda channels. Mm. And they're presented as us, and so we've fallen under that spell. And then we feel this irritable restlessness and discontent. And through ignorance, we try to get a solution which reinforces the problem. Yeah? 
I did drugs to get out of self, and I ended up seemingly more in self. Why? Because it's all based on the wrong starting point. We're being informed from a false point of reference, yeah? From another false reference, mental to mental, yeah? You know it, you can feel it. And you can feel it when you're in, when seemingly you're living as spirit from spirit and listening to spirit. It just makes fucking sense. Yeah? Spirit is like win win. Spirit's inclusive. Spirit's this mental state, very exclusive. Look at what's happening in, in, in America politics. It's like a football game between Texas and Oklahoma. Texas, as a Texan, no, no Texan can do anything wrong, and anything uh, Oklahoma team does is fuck, sucks. Yeah, it's insane. We've been polarized mentally, yeah? Spiritually, yeah. The AA program is meant to diminish the mental state so that the influence of the spiritual state, which is a given, you are that, becomes more dominant. That's how you live free a day at a time. Yes? That's how you enjoy peace of mind. That's how you feel the conscious presence of that. That's how you a new power flows in. That's all from spirit. To spirit. You're going to hear a narration, but you don't have to live it. Yes? You're going to hear it. The mechanical mental apparatus is going to produce an interpretation of life with you at the center, the you that you're not, and it's going to reinforce it and obsess over it and on and on and on. That's what it's going to do. But that doesn't mean you're doing it. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it. That's the only way it can actually keep all the interest and attention on it is by saying it is you, and it ain't. Yeah? You'll lose interest in self. It doesn't say, as an order, lose interest in self. It says you'll lose interest in self. Just like step two is, I came to believe. You'll recognize something has happened. Yeah? You didn't do anything. You did the steps and you lost interest in self. What? Yeah. Great stuff. See if we are that mental idea. If we're not, you can start listening to other channels, I'm telling you. Yeah? And you will, to perhaps will drop off and you. it is a better way. It's not perhaps there's a better way. You'll know it's the better way. Yeah? It won't be have any perhaps in there. You'll know it's a better way by being pulled in that by that gravity of the spirit out of the gravity of the mental. Yeah. Or as the guy said early priest in, in AA, when you get to step six, this is a big game changer because six and seven is your recognizing what you're not and bringing it to that higher power to reconfigure. And it says that's when you're not motivated by the fire of hell, but you're being motivated by the gravity of heaven. Your whole pro program changes. 
you're now moving towards the light, not away from the darkness. Yeah, you're driven, you're being compelled by that instead of being compelled by the fucking absolute fear of being demoralized again. Yeah, now you're being pulled by something else. It's really based on trusting something finite or trusting something infinite. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jono. Great. So I've been really a pleasure to meet you through the Zoom over these months. Thank you. All right. Paul, we have two more questions, one from our participants here and another one from Facebook. Our next one is from Rhonda. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Rhonda and Paul thank, and everybody, thank you so much for these meetings. I'll start with that. Um, I've caught most of them on recording. I'm grateful to be here. A lot of what you said still boggles this, but I'm catching on. Um, I'll try to be brief. Um, we are taught when we come into the rooms of AA to introduce ourselves as an alcoholic. I walk into the room every day and say, I am an alcoholic. Um, I believe what kind of what you were saying earlier, what you put out there is what grows. You know, I have a saying I like that um, love and beast, uh, love and hate are beef. One that feeds is the one that grows, right? So if I'm putting out there every meeting I go to, I am an alcoholic, right? I don't believe it. I'm sitting here in my head going through everything in the book and all our steps and everything. And I don't believe it ever says that it says we suffer from a disease and this and that. So I, I guess my question is how, what are your feelings on that? When I put out there every day, I am an alcoholic. That's claiming. Well, Lee, why don't you just yeah. introduce yourself as a grateful member of recovery? Yeah. 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 bypasses that whole fear of uh, repeating something all every day that you're not in agreement with anymore. Doesn't mean you have to leave AA. You just change your, uh, you just say, hey, I'm a grateful member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, learned that from so years ago. It's to be that alcoholic when I do that every time. Hmm? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear that last part. Oh, I said, because every time we do that, are we not claiming that to be that, that self? No, claiming no, that. no. It's claiming that the head is. But if it, it, if it bothers you, just switch to another uh, neutral declaration. Yeah. It's finding that separation for me of being that. Tell me how it works. Yeah, come insane. back and let us know how it goes when you... Uh, uh -huh. I'm going to stick around, by the way, because half what you said is boggling the shit out of me. But how, I'm just I'm I'm really, really I'm clicking in and I will stay. And again, appreciate you very much. Oh, great. Thank you, hon. Thanks. Bye -bye. Yeah. And uh, people meet after the meeting, too. I think they keep the room open for fellowship and stuff. So you can say you can use that statement today. Oh, my name is Rhonda. I'm a grateful member of recovery. <laughs> You do, and I am a grateful member of recovery. Thank you, you so go. much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Paul, we have one more question. It's from Renzo from the Facebook page, and it goes, how do you deal with temptation? 
How do I deal with temptation? Yes. About drinking? He didn't elaborate. He just asked that question. How do you deal with temptation? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had any in a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. And uh, I, I really start with the, uh, the admittance that I don't deal with it. And then something does. Yeah. So when that something does, I don't have a road answer. It just, when the situation occurs, yeah, there's some dealing with it. And then I observe later on, hey, I, that went pretty well. I travel lighter through that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just rely on whatever that is, spirit. But I haven't had, uh, concerning alcohol and drugs, I never had, I've never had a temptation in 32 years, really. Or a temptation's never had me, which is completely mind-boggling, but seriously. Uh, when I had that urge, there was no stopping it, but I never get an urge concerning alcohol and drugs, which is, <laughs> that's unbelievable. What a solution. Yeah. I didn't have to go through trying to have tons of skillful means concerning urges. The urge was removed. That's unbelievable to me. That's what I call a solution. <laughs> it's sort of like a solution that doesn't have 20 pages of, of uh, information on it. It just works. Yeah. So if that can happen concerning that problem of active alcoholism, why can't it, you know, I don't see why would I want to put that hugeness in a box, especially a box of my own understanding. I much rather to have a higher power of its own understanding it just completely makes sense because like it or not my window is small yeah it's framed with programming yeah i would rather have something that's huge come through instead of looking at something from this small window and thinking the hugeness is this yeah i don't know yeah. So I'm not a believer in a uh, higher power of your own understanding. I think that works in the beginning, but hopefully by ha feeling the effect of it in your life, you're going to have an intimacy with something and you'll realize your understanding of it is <laughs> is not the best way to meet it. Yeah. In my view. So... <laughs> <laughs> if the god of our own if it was a god of our own understanding maybe we'd only get like parking spaces in front of the meeting <laughs> you know what i mean we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to to entertain the possibility of being really free because we'd be contained by all the guilt and shame based on what we did out there yeah, luckily the higher power doesn't see us as the doer. The higher power sees us as what we are. Yeah, yeah. And this this idea of God will only give you what you can can handle. I don't believe that. I say God will only give you what it can handle. And a lot of that shit about what we can't handle is goodness and fucking joy. 
because it goes against the narrative that we don't fucking deserve anything. Yeah? So that's the hardest part to receive, is largeness, fucking okayness. Yeah? Getting great gifts without any effort or thought on your part. That's what makes us uncomfortable, usually. The shit we'll fucking keep adapting to. Yeah? This says, let we haven't gone over this a lot lately. What that statement of you got to let go of all your old ideas or the result mm -hmm. will be new. What's the oldest idea is that you're a self. That's the fucking oldest one of all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the one that's having all the other old ideas. So if you, if you want to really get rid of all the old ideas in one fell swoop, give up the old idea that says it has all the other old ideas. Yeah. How can you do it? You can't just see it's not you. That's how you give it up. You see, it's not you. Oh, that's so difficult. Yes, from it, it's difficult to see it's not you. <laughs> but if you can get, if you can receive the explanation of the act of being identified, you'll see it maybe from not from what you are. You'll see what you're not. Yeah. If you keep trying to see what you're not from what you're not, it doesn't. It has a vested interest in not that that not being revealed. Obviously, that's why it doesn't. It leads people out when they come to the fourth step. If you look at your life, you're gonna see something else was living it most of the time. You are. That's why I love. Do an inventory based on looking at the manner how the self has defeated us through its manifestations. And then see the pattern of how the self does it so that you can recognize it and bring it to six and seven before it builds the house that, and it tells you you're the owner of it. So get it at the blueprint room and you can bypass a lot of shit. All right? Great. I was asked one more question in the chat from Angela, and she asked, what is non-duality? <laughs> Tell her to come on Saturday. Okay, will do. There is no, it's, I would just present the idea of asking the question, what is duality? That's a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, what is non-duality is indescribable, but what is duality can be described. Yes. Yeah, well. That's the, that's the, I would say that's the better direction. Thank you for today, Paul. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank everybody. Hey, Rob, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone here. Eh? So we got Michael, Stacy. Thank you. Rob Farr from the UK. Uh, Paul, I think is he's a UK in too. We got Marty. He's not from, he's from America somewhere, I think. We got Walter from Den, uh, Amsterdam. Mm. Stick, thanks for sticking with us, Walter. Mm. I appreciate your presence. Yes. We got Mike from uh, San Francisco. Shaq. I have no idea where Shaq's from. Morocco. We got Raven. I know she's from British Columbia. Roman from Germany. Anna, I don't know where Anna is from, but she's here now. Kristen, over there, she's working on something. We got Kaiser, 
I think Kaiser's in Minnesota. Yeah. David is in Northern Ireland. Jano's UK. Monique is in Alberta. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We got Mickey. She's in Madeira. Anne is in Chicago. It says it right here. That was easy. Uh, we got Rick Rove. He's from Toronto. Nice to see you, Rick, again. Josh, he's in a car. Donnie is in a car. Donna, I mean. Donna is in a car. Josh is in a car. Helen is on her, on her couch. Jacob is in Seattle wearing a Zen bitch slap shirt. That's cool. Leah, she's always wandering around in the night very, in a very cold place. Mm. Jeremy, nice to see you. Chris Blake is blanked out. Jessica is from Texas. Nice to see you, Jessica. Chris Blake has reappeared. Uh, we got uh, Mika. Uh, nice to see Mika is driving also. She's in the car. Mike O. Shelly. Nice to see you, Shelly. We got Ryan. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Phoenix, as always. John, as always. Always outside. I like that. Joseph. Joseph, nice to meet you, Joseph. Dan, nice to meet you, Dan. Uh, I'm losing people here. Hold on. We got John Woodruff there. Oh, someone just keeps bouncing around. Rana, Rana there with the lovely dog. Nice to see you. Uh, then we have a lot of blank anonymous people. So, hey, thank you so much. And if you're interested in the idea of non-duality, you can come on Wednesday or Saturday and uh, just I really appreciate this opportunity to share. So thanks, everybody. Cheers, Paul. See you guys. Thanks, Thank you. Paul. Good night, everyone. Or good afternoon or good morning. <laughs>